Okay, it's late August. And by now, the Atlantic has usually seen four tropical systems. That hasn't been the case this year. And with only nine days remaining in meteorological summer, what does the atmosphere have planned? And what about September? Let's have a look. It's Meteorological Monday today on Weather Jazz. Welcome to Weather Jazz, and happy Monday, everybody. Almost the last Monday in August. We have one more to go. Weather Jazz is a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, earth, science, and periodically even off-topic things from time to time. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I am the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 229. As I mentioned, for Monday, August 23rd, 2021. It was an active weekend, and one of the things that uh, we'll review is the fact that Henry came on shore in a rare southern New England landfall. And that happened on Sunday afternoon. We were watching the radar, and uh, it looked like the eye was going to, in fact, make landfall in Rhode Island. And fortunately for Long Island anyway, not Long Island, the track was uh, pushing to the west, and it looked like it would make uh, a landfall eastern end of Long Island, even central Long Island, But instead, it veered a little bit to the east, and the eye, and by the way, a very wide and somewhat diffuse eye, moved right along the entire shoreline of Rhode Island. Remember, Rhode Island is a very, very tiny state, and you can fit the eye of a hurricane or a tropical storm in this case right along the entire breadth of the shoreline from the shoreline or the border with Connecticut to the border to the east with Massachusetts or Narragansett Bay. And as far as hurricanes go, and I mentioned a rare hit on New England, that is because it has been just over 30 years since a tropical system delivered a direct landfall to New England. The last one to do that, you're probably wondering, uh, was Hurricane Bob. And that was uh, back in 1991. Uh, I had been here in Cleveland for only four years at the time. And I remember Bob. I had a lot of my family members uh, kind of uh, hunkering down for that. And yes, there was quite a bit of damage from Bob as it came ashore also in Rhode Island, but that one came ashore as a Category 2. So uh, the obvious strength difference uh, certainly was felt and seen because uh, Henry, while there was some storm surge about 3 to 5 feet from Cape Cod through Buzzards Bay and Narragansett Bay and into the Long Island area, and with uh, tropical storm force winds, very strong ones at that, there was some wind damage too. The highest wind uh, gust I saw anywhere was Block Island because Block Island was essentially 
dead center with the landfall just before the eye moved on shore to Rhode Island. Uh, in between hours anyway, the Block Island anemometer uh, reached about 60, 60 miles per hour. And that's just under hurricane force, which would obviously be 74. Most people know that that, that is the threshold for sustained winds, not gusty winds, but it has to be a sustained wind of 74 miles per hour. Well, Henri, today, the center has kind of moved inland. The circulation is still there. The eye has pretty much collapsed. But the central part of the system is right about Poughkeepsie, New York, as of 1 p.m. on a Monday, and it has started an eastern jog. So now it'll dance in the southern uh, southern uh, uh, Hudson Valley and then push north, northeast, and then eventually eastward along the Massachusetts Vermont, New Hampshire border and probably exit somewhere near Portsmouth, uh, New Hampshire. A very, very broad centered uh, circulation. But anywhere near that center, certainly there is going to be some unsettled weather, still some very tropical like downpours, some heavy rains. And really, at this stage, that is the problem with Henri. Henri is more of a rain producer than a wind producer because obviously uh, it was downgraded to a a depression quite a bit of go. And uh, so we'll track the center of circulation. In fact, uh, join me, Fox 8 News at 5 p.m. and to 7 p.m. And I will have a look at where that uh, center of circulation is. Again, right now it's near Poughkeepsie, New York, but it has begun its eastward steer and will move off the coast and then uh, be a history, a bit of a memory-making event for southern New England, given the fact that it is the first hurricane or tropical storm landfall in New England since 1991. Well, let's move on to a couple of other things before we close out the program today. And we've talked about this before as being the real significant driver of the summer weather pattern, because obviously we're warm and muggy again in the Ohio Valley, for those of you that live in the Ohio Valley. And uh, most of the the medium-term stuff I'm going to talk about here relates to the Ohio Valley. Obviously, that impacts everywhere across the country to a different degree and to a different pattern. But the big driver this year has been the uh, Pacific North American Oscillation. And that might be because the Southeast Ridge has not been very dominant or the Bermuda High has not been very dominant this year. So this driver has really steered the Ohio Valley into and out of warm periods, cold or cool and dry periods, and near normal patterns as well. I'm going to post the very latest projection of the PNA on weatherjazz.com, episode number 229, so you can check it out. Remember that negative PNA or makes or is a correlation to warmer than normal temperatures in the Ohio Valley. And we're negative right now, a strong negative between minus three and minus four. And by and large, should stay there until we get to September 1st. You will notice on the chart that on September 1st, we rise to just a little bit in positive territory. Now, that's not going to force 
some very cool dry air into the region. But what it will do if the driver is still doing what it has been for most of the summer, it should bring temperatures back down to near normal, maybe a little below, but should also be significant in driving the humidity back down as we work closer and closer to September. Now, the onset of this has been pushing deeper and deeper into August and early September. Initially, we thought this would occur just before we flipped our calendars over to September. But now the latest is that it will be right around September 1st. If that trend continues, we're probably looking at uh, closer to September 3rd-ish for a return to near normal. But what about the super long term, the one that goes way into December? And I'll, I'll post that graph right underneath the near term one. You will see us returning to normal for a little while into December. But right around the 8th of September, we have another dip into negative territory, which means that we should return back into a warm and probably somewhat stuffy air mass along with the usual artifacts of that kind of weather, and that would be pop-up thunderstorms. But that's really not too atypical for the month of September. We can get into warm stretches even into October. Notice at the very, very tail end of that graph, if you want to take a look at it again, it's weatherjazz.com, episode number 229. It's the second graph, the second PNA graph down. You're going to see that we go back into uh, positive territory uh, toward the 25th of September. Uh, So these warm periods have been lasting about six, seven, eight days, and then we usually have a a push-out of that and a return to some cooler, drier air. At least this summer, we have had quite a bit of variety in the weather, Uh, Now, the overall trend has been wetter than normal, especially since July the 1st. We're still running a uh, quite a healthy surplus, even though we've not seen a whole lot of precipitation uh, here in the last uh, seven days or so because we've been underneath high pressure. Uh, But um, overall, it has been near normal with... uh, quite a bit of precipitation above normal. Now, that may change going into September. It looks like it wants to do that. We'll, of course, have an update for you as we continue to track the weather, near-term and short-term, especially on Meteorological Monday. Well, I'm looking forward to Music Radio Creative's free Jingle Friday show on YouTube. Uh, and they also restream it on other platforms like Facebook and uh, other places, too. I'm not sure where else they they have the, uh, the tandem broadcast. They use restream to do that. But at any rate, I have to tell you a quick and funny story. On Friday, I woke up about 7.30, made coffee, started making breakfast, and uh, turned on my iPad and tuned in to... Uh, the Music Radio Creative's YouTube page, and there was the the placard saying Free Jingle Friday, about to, or not about to begin. And I noticed there were only five people in there waiting with me. But I thought, okay, must be the fact that it's the end of August, a lot of people on vacation. Normally, it's very 
heavily watched, you can actually see the number of people that are watching. And so I thought, you know what, it's time to freshen up the Meteorological Monday stinger. And I want to thank my wife for doing today's, by the way. You may have recognized her voice. That was Sally's voice. And uh, just in case you missed it, I encourage you to go back and listen to the the first uh, 60 seconds of today's program, number 229, and you'll hear Sally's voice. But I decided that last Friday morning it was time to freshen things up. So I, I sent a super chat in and that basically gets your uh, jingle produced by Mike Russell live. And it's a great program because there are an awful lot of tips. I've learned quite a bit uh, by watching Mike Russell and uh, having um, essentially picked up some of their products at mrc.fm. I highly recommend it if you're a podcaster or if you want to get into podcasting. They're going to essentially give you what you need to know and more. I mean, they really go everything from A to Z, from the beginner right to the pro that has been in audio production for a long time. And so there's something for everybody. And not only that, Mike and Isabella are just fun to watch. Uh, Their husband and wife team, Isabella, I believe, is uh, more of the business side of MRC.FM. Mike Russell is more of the practical or audio production side. Uh, And if uh, you've never had the chance to watch, um, I highly recommend it. So uh, what I might do is provide a link on episode uh, number 229 for Friday's uh, episode upcoming. Anyway, I was sitting there waiting for the broadcast to begin. Finally, other people were starting to say, where's Mike? Where's Izzy? 802, 803, because it is very rare for them to be late for a uh, YouTube Live to begin. And then I read the fine print on the placard. Uh, Next one coming up in seven days. That would be August the 27th. That's this coming Friday. So guess what? And uh, Isabella confirmed via uh, a Twitter tweet that she sent me. And uh, she, uh, I mentioned that it looks like I'm the first one in the queue for the produced jingles. And she uh, texted back uh, via Twitter, Yes, you're absolutely right. You're the first one in the queue seven days early. So, hey, at least I was early. I don't like being late to anything. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence. And the best way to do that is by word of mouth. Tell people about this podcast, how you found it, how you listen to it, because you will, in fact be putting a bug in their ear and letting them know that it's it's a cool thing to spend your time listening to. Maybe uh, you're out in the garden doing some weeding or you're out on a run or driving to work or just at home, maybe cooking dinner, whatever it might be. This is a great podcast to plop on. It's not too long. Typically, it's about 20 minutes long uh, each episode, etc. So let folks know about it so that we can grow the audience. If you have a question or a topic suggestion, I always welcome your input. You can easily reach me at weatherjazz at yahoo.com and also via the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect Line 234-525-5888. 
And if you go to weatherjazz.com and click on the contacts link at the very top, all this information will drop down just in case you're at a point where you can't transcribe anything. I get that. And that's why we make it very, very easy to click on that contacts page and all of the contact information is there as well. Well, I am working on a Wednesday science edition up and coming. We'll see if I'm able to pull all of the correct strings and get everything in place to do that. If not, uh, don't worry. I always have something up my sleeve ready to go. And it will be interesting no matter what happens. So we'll see you with that episode, Science Wednesday, right here on Weather Jazz. See you then. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.